Welcome back to the Trap Says Podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Aaron. This week's podcast, we are going to be talking about confidence. Anything else? Uh, making mistakes, learning from your mistakes. You only know what you know. And this is all kind of piggybacking off the fact that we have made yet another quote unquote big mistake that we're learning from and it's costing us a lot of money. All right, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, We are Kim and Aaron, as we said in the intro. I just wanted to say, oh, P.S., we're healthcare travelers. (laughs) Aaron always gets mad because I never, like, intro ourselves, but... We're Kim and Aaron. We're healthcare travelers. We've been traveling for 10 years. It'll be 10 years this year with our pug, Mimi LaRue. We are entrepreneurs and we are the creators of Traveler School, an online course for healthcare travelers, and also the Travcest Backpack, which is what we're also going to kind of be getting into because that we made a huge mistake when it comes to this backpack which kind of sparked this whole conversation, but that's who we are. Yeah, and also if you're new here, if this is your first time listening, um, this podcast, Kim and I are obsessed with all things travel, whether that be travel healthcare because it's allowed us to travel the world, um, traveling the world, exploring new places, just anything that has to do with travel or anything that has to do with like how people have figured out to travel as a lifestyle um, or even as a business, that is what we are super excited about to talk about. And we just basically share our stories of life on the road. Uh, we've been living on the road as nomads for nine years, almost 10 years. Um, everything we own up until this contract uh, fits in our Jeep. Um, and so we just basically live every three to six months somewhere new. Um, and so we love talking about all of that. And this is basically, you know, stories from our lifestyle. And as a couple. As a couple. We've been married I mean, for 11 years. Everything fits into that branch, right? Okay, can I just say what I... Yes. Go ahead. I wanted to say what I wanted to say because we don't have cameras on us right <laughs> now, which I feel like that could be kind of fun too, to like do a podcast where... You know how people podcast where there's also a camera? I don't know. Sometimes you want to watch it. Sometimes you want to listen. Okay. okay. Oh, I, okay. I'm going to have to put that on pause because I got a lot to say about that. What? I'm just like going back and forth here with you. I, just an idea that popped into my head. <laughs> an idea that popped in your head? Okay. I, I literally was like, we should start filming these because it is visually pleasing. I know. To see your reaction, your face, like the way I look and just doing it raw and like filming it and bringing up our YouTube channel. Yeah. Like, I agree. There should be, like... But then I also... I do faintly remember you bringing that up at one point. I think I might have, like, zoned out when you were talking about it. Like, one of those, like, brownout moments. Like, I'm not doing it. Well, and here's what... Because I feel like this is so easy. Like, we literally... We jot some notes down. We kind of have somewhat of an outline of what we want to talk about. We turn on the mic and we go. Like, it's super easy. We don't have to overthink it. It's not overly produced. Like, we rarely even have cuts, right? We just kind of go. And I love the ease of that because it it makes it, for the lack of a better word, easy for us to show up every week and keep going because there's not a lot that goes into the whole production. So... I I think it is, sometimes I like to watch podcasts instead of listening to them because it does add that whole other kind of element to it. But just the thought of setting up the camera and then like having to get ready, no, it just adds like a whole thing. You wouldn't have to get ready. And I also almost put on my Christmas list this year, a new company came out with these little 4K uh, cameras directly for podcasts and interviews and it basically is recording different angles and all you have to do is select the angle you want when the person is talking and it makes this amazing video super easy to do compact and easy to set up that's clever and i was like i I want that and it comes with microphones and everything like that no you wouldn't that's the whole point that's the whole point is we do this from our couch do you think okay that i'm going to sit here hold on let me me finish this thought since you are brought this up on can or on mic okay that I'm going to sit here with 4K camera, no makeup on, and it's coming, zooming up and coming at different angles. And like, <laughs> I like, no, like, obviously I would put makeup on and I would want to look somewhat presentable. 
Okay. Anyways, you can... Further discussion. Okay. We'll put a pin in it. We'll recircle back. Yeah. Even though I never wear makeup even when we go live. Exactly. I don't usually care about that kind of stuff, but I do feel like with 4K and all of that, it just like... <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> so I can, I can record it in 1080 if that okay. makes you feel better. What? The whole point of me saying any of this... Was that because nobody can see us right now. Thank, thank, thankfully. And I want people to think about this image, okay, of <laughs> Jim Carrey, you know, when he... And tw- when nature calls? When, when he twirls his hair into little horns. And, like, he has these horns coming out, but it's, like, just his hair. Cinquinciocho. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please pause and Google, because it's very important that you get the image, because it's it's something that's always stuck with me. And Aaron looks exactly like that right now. Where he has twirled his hair into horns, and it's quite alarming. So, anyways, keep that in your mind while we chat. Okay. All right. What were we even going to talk about in this episode? So, we're talking about... We talk about this all the time. Mm. You know, especially in healthcare traveling, right? Like, we're always learning from our mistakes. You're never starting out doing anything as an expert, right? You only know what you know. And then you make a mistake. You learn from it. And then you apply what you learn and take it into the next situation, right? And you'll do better next time because you'll know a little bit more. That was one of the reasons why we created Traveler School, right? Is because in the first, you know, few years of us traveling, we didn't know anything. And we didn't even know that there was stuff to know or to understand. And so we kind of just jumped in. And or mistakes to be made. Yeah, we yeah, we're just like, oh, whatever. We got our recruiter. Like, let's go. Like, that's all we thought we needed to know. And then, obviously, the more that we started to learn about the industry, the more we started to learn and realize the mistakes we were making, and then we learned how to do better, right? But that's true with anything. Yeah. Oh, I thought you Oh, were... I was pausing. No, I thought you were continuing... I you wanted your... to say something. That was not a... Like... That was not a pause. Like... Okay. So, that's basically kind of what we're getting into, because... We know this, right? We talk about this all the time, but we just got another reminder of how very true this is in a completely different category than traveling. But very relatable. But very relatable and also very costly. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I think anytime you're really stepping out there, the... What do you call them? The downstream effects of like possible mistakes. I don't even call them mistakes. They just, they have a higher kind of stick to them. Whenever you learn something new that you're like, oh my gosh. But you really realize that at the time we made the decision, we had the most information that we found. We weren't lazy. We were researching. We were trying to figure things out. And that was the information we had at the time. So it's not really a mistake. It's just, it is what it is in a way. It just feels heavier because you put a lot of money into something and then it doesn't come out the way you want it and then you learn it was completely wrong. And with that being said, I know it's very vague because we're going to be getting into it, uh, the situation. But I do want to talk about like starting off, I think the best way to start this is through all of these little kind of things that we've been seeing, I'm noticing that the word confidence when it comes down to human beings and, and us as people is not just one word. One word does not describe all the scenarios because what I'm realizing is I'm a very confident person. A lot of people say I borderline very closely on confident and cocky. And I've always wondered about that. It's kind of like interesting. So I'm very aware of that, that sometimes my overconfidence can come off cocky. But that is just me as a person. But what I've noticed is a lot of times I'm not my confident self when making decisions. And I think it's like two different things, but I've never put enough time to really break all of that down and think about that. And so I'm kind of in this podcast right now going through it. Well, 
Right, which I just wanted to say, I feel like the word cocky is such a weird word. I'm just putting that out there. Just because it has cock in it? <laughs> it made me giggle. <laughs> because no, it's like, oh, okay. who came up with that word? I, like, it's a very odd word to use to describe a behavior, I guess. I don't know. It's just, that just stuck are out we, to me. Are we having a Merriam-Webster, that's, like... That stuck, that stuck out to me when you said that word. I guess because you think of a rooster and they're like, you know, and like, they're cocky. Okay. Um, moving on. So, <laughs> I think my thoughts on what you just said was, you can be a very confident person, but when you start anything new... Because confidence is what? Based on experience, right? The more you do something, the more experience you have doing something, the more comfortable you feel, the more it becomes second nature, the more you understand it, the more confident you become. I always say that, like, for me, like, the more I understand something, the more confident I become, right? The first time I, I'm a very confident person in general, but the first time I stepped you know, into a, a room to do my very first ultrasound, I had no idea what I was doing. I was very nervous. I did not feel confident. I had asked questions. Okay, that's a bad example because obviously, like, you're learning. <laughs> like, obviously. Right. Okay, that was a bad example. My point is that you can be a very confident person and that I believe doesn't have anything to do with the fact that when you're learning something new – you question yourself, you um, trust other people more than yourself because it's new to you and you don't, at least for me, I don't know if I always have the right answers because it's something that's foreign to me, Mm -hmm. right? And so I don't feel confident to be like, no, this is how to do it or this is my opinion on this matter. I'm looking more for guidance. I do think that Uh, But when you're talking about being a confident person, I think a confident person who handles a situation that is newer to them, even though they don't feel confident going into that situation, they feel confident to ask good questions, to seek guidance, to seek mentorship, to understand that they don't know everything and that they want to learn. And so they're willing to ask the good questions in order to become confident from... Does that make sense? Well, I mean, I think like, I guess it is very closely related is what just I'm hearing from what you're saying, but maybe it's more closely related to the things that we don't think about on a regular basis, right? Because I don't think that me walking into a room full of strangers and feeling confident has anything to do with learning, but I guess it does, right? Because you have to learn that skill to feel confident. But there's also times that I feel confident, but I don't necessarily know what to do. And it's a different scenario when it comes down to these decisions that we've been making for our business. And that's what I'm trying to like weed through. Yeah. So let's let's use an example. So we'll use the traveling example first because, you know, yeah, I know a lot of people story. who listen are travelers. So in the very beginning, and those who've been with us for a while might already know this story, but... It goes back to you only know what you know, right? And and so we, when we first started traveling, we didn't know there was anything to learn. And, and so we found, we called club staffing and we worked with the recruiter who picked up the phone. And we No, we didn't, didn't. We worked with Jen's recruiter. Who's Jen? Jen, who you ran into. She gave us the number to her recruiter. No, she didn't. She didn't? No. Well, I thought she gave you her recruiter's number, and so that's who we called. No, did she just say just call so. this company? Yeah, I think she's like, oh. oh, call club, like they're great. That's interesting. I'm pretty sure. I always just thought it was her recruiter. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, 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 yeah, we called club. Okay. And and so our recruiter, you know, we started talking with her and. We, she was very confident, very likable. Yeah. Like she was from, she had that New York accent, like she was funny and I felt like she had our back. Like I felt like she, you know, she's so I'm a bulldog, like I'm going to get you guys your jobs. I got you like, you know, and, and she made us feel very safe because again, we were very nervous coming, you know, making the decision to leave our full-time jobs 
and sell everything and start this life that we didn't know anybody else who was doing it. And we didn't know, is this a scam? Is this something, are we making a mistake? Are we throwing everything away for something that like, what if it doesn't work out? Like we just, we didn't have any examples of people who had gone before us that we knew at the time that had success. So we were like, oh my gosh, like we knew we wanted to go for it, but we also didn't know like, what if we're making a mistake, right? So anyways, she made us feel very confident in our decision to travel. She made us feel like, I got you. I'm going to get you guys the best jobs. Like when you're with me, like you're going to like be rock stars. Like she called us her rock star travelers. Like she had all of the things that we genuinely liked her. I still do. I would love to go sit and chat with her and have dinner and like a percent. Genuinely liked her as a person. So where, what, what's the point of all this? The point is that we trusted her for many years and she wasn't a bad person, but because we weren't like savvy travelers and we didn't understand how the industry worked or what was fair with pay and just different things, we didn't know the right questions to ask her. Right. And so when we started to learn about different things, we realized that she was completely, for lack of a better, better word, Robbing us blind. Okay, that's a better word than yeah. I was going to say. I, I knew what you were going to say. That's why I cut it <laughs> off. That's a better word. Yeah. She was, yeah, she was robbing us blind. Like, as an example, like, when we would extend, she never put the travel reimbursement back into our next pay package, right? Which is such a, which is such a, uh, like, travel 101, right? Like, right. we know that now, but at the time we didn't. With, you know, callback, she only did time and a half where... Off we our know. negotiated low hourly rate. Right. And we know now, like, you should be getting more for that. And, like, there are all kinds of different things. Like, she's, oh, we're paying for your scrubs. Like, you know, making us feel like, oh, like, she's going above and beyond and doing all this for us. When we know now, like, that, those are, like, marketing things. So, I say all that to say that it, it's not like, oh, my God, it was such a mistake. But it was just, like, the more we learned the more experience we had and then the more we started to research things, we realized that working with her was like we were losing so much money and we only worked with her because we didn't know the right questions to ask and we didn't know there was a better way to go about finding a person to work with. Well, right. And and I also think, you know, when you put that much trust in somebody – and I'm trying to break this down on a level of just like where could we have improved other than what we did and learning the industry in and out and learning the questions to ask and learning how to understand what these things mean within the travel healthcare industry. But like she's not offering up information and I don't know if that's because she didn't know it. She also told us that as long as we travel within 50 miles or outside 50 miles of our of our, you know, home base, then we're good for the uh, per diems and things like that. So Mm -hmm. she actually said that a lot. She said that all we needed to do was contribute $250 to our tax home, and we were good with that, too. So, like, these were all things that we believed for a very long time. And she also, we, we took a contract in Palo Alto, and it was a year... And she said, oh, all you have to do is leave for, was it two weeks? Three weeks. Three weeks. And then you're good. You can come back and you can continue working. Which, again, we did, we're like, great, awesome. Like, $250. Like, we're just like, oh, we just, tr- we just listened. We trusted. And that's because we didn't know the right questions to ask. And she didn't offer up uh you know, a different alternative because she was just going off of what she knew or what she, I don't know what she knew and what she didn't know. But also that was the Pegasus. Is that, is that how you say The it? Genesis? <laughs> Pegasus is a horse. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. Oh my God. I wish the camera was, was on now because it's like you were laughing so hard. There was not a sound coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Like the old man laugh. Yeah. I was thinking of Phil Collins. It is. Just... <laughs> but what is? 
<laughs> it is Genesis, but I thought it was Pegasus. <laughs> but what? What about Phil Collins brought up Pegasus? Because while you were talking, I was trying to think of the name of this. <laughs> okay. Because the point I wanted to make was that I I thought Pegasus was Genesis. <laughs> The meeting. Okay, this. Okay, I'm sorry. So Pegasus has nothing. So what you're telling me is Pegasus has nothing to do with like new, like at the beginning. No. Like where it began. No, it's Genesis. Okay, noted. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Imagine if like I was doing this podcast on my own. And you I just owned it? And I was just like, the Pegasus, it like started to use that. Like, I mean, you could have played it off that you just... Oh my god, that's... that's not what I meant to say. That's but actually really funny. That okay. is good. I haven't had tears in my eyes oh on my a podcast god. in a while. See, that would have been good to have the camera, because yeah. it adds more instead of just like the hackling on yeah. the mic, right? <laughs> the hyenas? Yeah, or the old man like breathing. Right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Mimi's okay. so annoyed. Okay, so that was the Genesis. Yes. Of traveler school, because once we started to learn the things, that's where we're like, holy crap, like, how can we, right, knowing that most people are like us, most people, majority, right, most people who want to start traveling are just like, wow, I want to start traveling. And maybe not now, because there's more um, Facebook groups and information and coaches and things like that now, but, um, I think most people just get into it to say, this looks cool. I want to jump into it, not realizing there's this whole other thing that they should understand and learn. And so because we knew other, most other people were like us, we're like, how can we help them already know from the beginning and understand the stuff that, that will really help set them up for success, to know the right questions to ask, to make sure that they feel supported and they feel confident because they get it, they understand it, they feel clear about it. So what have we learned through all these crazy, quote unquote, mistakes or just not knowing and putting that together to then help new travelers get started so they, they don't have to start off the same way we did. And that was the whole genesis for traveler school was because looking back on all of that we realized we could teach what we'd learned to help other people well right and i think it's funny in talking about this the main thing that traveler school does for people when it comes down to how it makes people feel it's confidence because you're able to see that they've gone before me they've made these mistakes they're showing me what they've (laughs) learned and you and I are very transparent when it comes down to and we remember those things every situation that's happened I can literally trace it back to what year what contract when I learned it mm-hmm. how it affected us and so we teach all of that it's not like we just like picked a few out of a hat right. we literally went through our entire learning process when we made that right which is fun so it really does give people confidence to be like, I know that because I learned that, and now I know that question to ask if it ever does come up. Yeah, 100%. which is cool. Confidence. Traveler school gives people confidence. A hundred percent. Wow, what a shameless plug. It really is. <laughs> so, um, if you haven't enrolled in our online course yet, Traveler School, go check it out because it's amazing for new travelers. And it helps you build confidence. Confidence. Okay. Um, I did want to uh, say though one quick thing before I got on the confidence <laughs> thing was. Um, Every time I go into a new contract and people ask, like, you know, what do you do? Because it obviously comes up, where are you going to next, blah, blah, blah. We always talk. And I say that I have an online school for healthcare travelers. And people just don't. It's funny because it goes to show you the majority of people don't get it. Like, oh, like, you tell them how to get to their contracts and Mm. stuff. And, and like, I'm like, no. And so I start listing out, like, how to find the right companies, how to interview. Interviewing is different as a traveler. Mm -hmm. Understanding your bill rates, how we get paid. Setting up your tax homes, understanding how your per diems and, and your bill rates come through and how to hey, negotiate yeah. your contracts and your pay and finding the right recruiter. Not all recruiters are, you know, the same and like how to figure all that out. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> right. People don't. That's so funny. That's yeah. so cute. They're like, oh, do you just like 
tell them like you draw a map for them right. yeah it is actually that's such like a is good it point. cool routes to get places and i'm like oh my god oh my god no but that's a good idea that's a good idea like <laughs> yeah. little maps and like yeah. we could put like stop here for like this restaurant and like this yep. hike like that'd be kind of so cool. it's almost like triple d but for like healthcare travelers that's a good like road trip for someone to really do. is yeah so the reason we're even talking about any of this is because this morning we had a call with our business coach and we got off the call we started talking and about you know everything we had gone over and aaron was like it's weird saying aaron's like Really, it's like you, but right. I'm not talking to you, but I am, right? You're talking to people listening, okay. not to me. So I'll say your name. Okay. okay. So you were, Aaron was like, um, you know, I went into the bathroom and I just felt, you know, anger and annoyed and just kind of frustrated with myself that, you know, I didn't listen to my gut from the beginning and I let somebody talk me out of what I thought was a good idea, but I, you know didn't have enough confidence to then to say, no, like this is actually what I think is right. And I was like, no, you know, you can't be frustrated with yourself because again, what does it go back to? You only know what you know. And at the time you made the best decision because you were like, they're the quote unquote experts and we're still learning. So we're going to trust in what they say. And sometimes that's not always the best thing to do because you have to trust yourself. But it's this weird thing because yeah, no, I, are you... Well, I had something else to finish that off, and I just forgot. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Because it's like, you only know what you know, so you're making the decision that you that's best at the time. Because, again, you didn't listen to your gut because you felt like, okay, I'm learning. Like, they, they know better than me, so let me follow their lead, and I, they're going to teach me why they feel it's this way. Well, let, let's put that on hold, because right. I, I want to briefly tell the story so that you understand listening, like, what we're even talking about. Okay, but before you tell the story, I just want to say that was kind of the whole reason we're even talking about this, because anyone that's listening, if, if you get frustrated because you learn something new, right? Like, you learn that... I should be getting more money on my travel reimbursement or, you know, whatever. Like you're learning different things along the way or, oh, I should be asking for a discount through, you know, Airbnb and whatever. And then you're like kicking yourself or you're frustrated or you're angry or you're like, damn, like I just lost out all this money to like whatever it is. Never get discouraged with yourself. Just you just learned something new. Now take that and go and apply it to something else moving forward. You won't make that same mistake again. You'll have a better question to ask. You'll be able to have the experience behind you to go into the next experience or next situation and handle it differently. So don't get frustrated with yourself. That's like so not productive. Right. Just learn. Take what you learned and move forward and apply it to the next thing. So never beat yourself up. You're always going to be learning something new every single day in in majority of areas of our life, not just traveling. So just take what you're learning and move forward. Don't spend time dwelling of like, I wish I would have known that before. That was my point. Well, hopefully that helps. It does. And and I, I don't know if, and maybe you can answer this. I, I have something to say on that point. Should I wait till we tell the story or should I just elaborate on that point real quick? Does it go with the story? Yeah. No, it goes with what you just said. Just say it, yeah. Okay, so what I'm saying is, is what I've realized is there's only a couple solutions to that when it comes down to being hard on yourself. One, how long are you going to research something that you don't even have the questions to ask? So, like, that would have been my alternative, right? Looking at the situation that we had on the couch this morning with our business coach and then circling back to where I was in October of 2020... And trying to do these things and have these conversations with people. But I only knew what I knew. And the only way to grow with that is to either be connected to the right person that can guide you in the right way. Or you learn it yourself. But if at that moment you don't have the questions to ask or know what to search for or know who's good. or Because there's like millions of Amazon coaches and things like that. And Amazon videos on YouTube and like... There's courses and all these things, and you just don't know which is the right one for you. You have to learn that as you go. So I'm not as hard on myself because I've understood that, that I had to go through this process to even clean 
clean the weeds out of the forest so I can like go through and look tree by tree instead of like, oh my God, this is crazy. It's overwhelming. I don't know what to do. And so I'm not that hard on myself when it comes to that. I'm just trying to find a solution of like, could I have, could I have streamlined it so I didn't go through that and spend the money that we spent on that, on that company or... Okay. Am I missing something? It's like coulda, woulda, shoulda. Take like again. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. The, that's like, what I'm going through. Yeah. For the thought process that people might have when it comes down to this, of like, damn, like, was it on me or was I just supposed to go through this journey? And it is what it is. And I, I think either way, the answer is always yes. What could I have done differently? Of course, you should always ask yourself that. Was there more I could have done? to prepare myself, to educate myself, of course. But at the end of the day, you have gone through that journey for whatever reason. It's preparing you for the next thing or the next coach or the next whatever. And so always just kind of trusting in that and not dwelling on anything because you can't change anything. It's such a, a waste of time. Right. It's just, okay, well, damn, was there anything I could do? Uh, no, or maybe yes. Okay, next time I'll do this, but I'm going to take what I learned and I'm going to keep it moving. I'm going to move forward and I feel more confident going into the next situation. That's the point. Don't dwell on anything. Well, no, let me just be clear. I am always looking for something that <laughs> how do I, how can I improve for the next time so that it doesn't take as long and maybe as much money went into it before we realized there was an issue. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. And but then, I don't know what that is yet. Still, other than you just have to follow the, the stepping stones yeah. that you're led to. You, what do they always say? Hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, 100%. I mean, it's so, like, of course you don't know. Like, you, most of the time you don't know until you look back a couple of years later and you're like, oh, yeah, they were all leading me exactly where I needed to go. And if this didn't happen, I wouldn't have done this and wouldn't have. Right. Of course. But in the moment, it's not always that easy. Right. You know? But anyways, I think the 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 story behind it and just kind of I feel like maybe we should quickly run I'm gonna abbreviate it, it. Yeah, I have it really not, quick I, people don't need to know like don't bore people no, with the nuts and bolts of I'm like not. I'm not. nobody cares so basically we have the Travis Test backpack that we created it is something that we invented it's something that you know obviously the backpack we didn't invent but the straps we did which the straps are a passport wallet uh, travel document holder and organizer um, vaccine card holder, and then also a phone pouch built into the strap. So if you didn't know that we have that, that is what our backpack is. So going into this, I knew on Amazon and out on the marketplace of like Google and, and all the different shops, there's nothing like it. So what do you do? Do you categorize it as a backpack or do you categorize it as a travel passport, travel wallet, um, two in one built in kind of thing, right? So I'm trying to figure out where we're gonna target, what we're gonna hit the most, and how we're gonna best describe our product without having any examples of anybody else out there that's doing it. Go ahead. Okay. And I also just wanna say that there is nothing else out there on the market right now. Like that's you what said, I just okay, said. Okay, right. You did say that. Yeah. I, I wasn't did. listening. <laughs> I wasn't listening. But Which I'm glad the camera will pick that up as well. <laughs> when I'm just like glassed over, like and all the little like touching myself. <laughs> wow, okay. Not there. Ew. I had an itch. Okay. Well, what did you just mean by saying touching yourself, <laughs> like, bud? When you say touching yourself, nobody thought you meant just on your face you, or your legs. Your, your head's Let's in, just be clear. Your mind's in the gutter. No, it's just not. That is a, a generalization of what touching yourself means. Your mind's in the gutter, Mr. G. Okay. okay. So, okay, you already said that. But also that this building a new product or building a physical product Selling it on Amazon is completely new to us. So it's just like starting something brand new that we know nothing about. E-commerce, keywords, uh, you know. SEO. SEO, like PPC, searching on Amazon. What keywords do you need for people to find your product? Because that's the whole thing with Amazon without like getting annoying and nerdy. But you need to have the right keywords so that people can find your product right it's a it's a marketplace and so you want to put your product in front of customers who are looking for it. it's the most important thing when we're talking about amazon specifically 
And it's all very new to us and we are learning as we go. And it's a lot to learn. And so we hired a company. Well, that's what I was going to get into. I was just going to say what we hired them for and then... We hired a company to help us with keyword research and taking photos and a video for our product to sell on Amazon. Well, That's what we hired them for because we were looking for guidance and we wanted some help and trying to figure all of it out. Well, and that's what I wanted to add because it's kind of funny because I was actually looking for a product photographer because Kim was working in St. Louis. I was at home researching all of this. I was watching video after video of like how to find a keyword that matches that's not way too broad, meaning there's like 160,000 people searching for it and there's like 200,000 products. Like we would just get buried. So you have to find that happy medium, that sweet spot between what is a keyword that describes your product really well, but is not overly searched. And so if you don't know how to do that, you're, you're just researching and you're learning and you're taking on videos and all these things. So it got to a point where I put it on hold and I was like, I'm going to look for a local photographer. I typed in online and this company came up, but they said that they do copywriting and keywords and all these things. And I was like, oh my gosh this is where I was led to go because I wasn't even looking for that, but that was where I was feeling the most nervous. And so I felt like it was a universal sign of saying, God was like, yo, here's the company you need to go through. Right. So I felt so good about that. And I tell that because that was what my gut said. I was so excited. Right. Right. So, and, and we, you know, there was red flags, like there was, you know, they were really hard. Like I felt like, yeah, we had, like, the first listing they sent us was absolute shit. And yeah. I, and, like, I... Because here's the thing, too. I think it's important. You never want somebody to do something for you. You first want to learn how to do it yourself, right? Like, it's important to understand how things work, right? Like, even as a traveler. You don't want someone to just be like, like me, to be like, you should always get your travel reimbursement back on an extension without you understanding why. Because you understand what that even means. Yeah, because yeah, you understanding then empowers you to ask those questions to your recruiter, right? And like, so you always want to understand why. You always want to understand how to do things yourself. I think that's so important. So I learned. I I learned. I was learning keywords, and I was learning. Yeah, listing, how to build a listing and title. So we were taking the time to learn all of those things, but we wanted to work with a quote unquote expert to really help execute it and to take their knowledge and their expertise combined with what we had been doing and then really help guide us in the right direction. That was the point. We wanted some guidance to help create something that was going to be next level, right? So that's why we hired them. And... I forgot what I was going to say, so keep going. Yeah. Take so, a drink of water. so during this whole thing, I'm researching, and if you've never read, or I actually suggest this time doing the audiobook of, it's called The Third Door. It's really interesting. It's by Alex Benayan, um, and he does such a good job on the audiobook because he does the voices, and it, it's really entertaining, but it's an amazing book. For business, and I kept telling Kim, after all of my research, I feel like we should stay away from backpacks and go after uh, the third door for us. Meaning, it's not always the front door, the back door. There's always a side door that all these big time business people have gotten into to elevate themselves. Whatever. So the third door no. for us, what? What are you saying? I no don't for? feel like you described that well. I wasn't in it to describe the book. But, but what's the side door? The it could be a window. It could be basically meaning that people see a front door and a back door and that front door might be guarded by a bouncer. The back door might be completely locked and bolted, but there's a third door somewhere to get in. And basically Steven Spielberg, um, Bill Gates, like all of these people slid in through these (coughs) third doors that got them to where they are, got them in the door. And then it was like their work ethic and grit and determination and knowledge after they got in the door. Right. There's always a way. There's always a way in. Sometimes you just have to be creative, inventive, and not go in the front door because that's blocked. But you can always find a way to get done what you want to get done. Correct. And there's there's alternative ways. Right. And that's kind of what the book's about. Right. And so it's a really good book. But I was saying that I kept telling Kim, our third door is passport wallets and travel like document organizers. That's our third door. We need to hit that. And... And the reason being is that travel backpacks are super competitive, mm-hmm. right? There's a million travel backpacks, but there's not a travel backpack like ours that has the two components to it. 
And so that was the point. What I didn't actually continue what I was saying is that there was red flags with yes. ki- with this company. I almost said their name. We're not going to say their name. Uh, but, and it was just like the first listing they sent us. And that was my whole point was saying we had already done our own research and understanding. So when they sent us the first thing back, it didn't even describe anything no. about our straps. Like red flag, red flag. Like again, uh, learning which we we do learn we already know this but like you have to remind yourself like always listen to your gut there was things that were going on that we were like ah i don't know like this feels kind of weird but we trusted them and they were like helping us move forward so like ah let's just keep going they always seemed to bounce back after we would kind of write a very Nasty Demonst- email. <laughs> demonstrative email. Yeah. Well, we paid them thousands of dollars, right? Yeah, so $3,500. Yeah, it's not like, oh, whatever. Like, they're helping us out. Like, we paid to do a service with them. And they eventually kind of gave us what they said they were going to give us. But it took a lot of effort on our part to kind of make that happen. And long story short, they, you know, did our images, our video, and if you go on our Amazon store, you can see exactly what we're talking about. Currently, because so, yeah. it's going to change. So if you go to, if you search Trav Says Backpack on Amazon, you'll find our backpack, you can add it to your cart, purchase it, but before <laughs> you do that, look at the images, because this is what we're talking about. So they sent us the images, and I was like, this is amazing. We were chest bumping, we were excited. They killed it. My mom was calling saying like that video is so professional. And, and like, it, is. It, it is. is. it is. It is. And even our business coach now said it's not a bad video. Yeah. Exactly. So this is the example of you only know what you know, right? Because we didn't know. I'm like, these are amazing. Like this is amazing. The listing they built us, we went back in and like redid things. Like I wasn't impressed with that. I was no, like, I'll even, never have them do that again. Even the keyword focus wasn't yeah. even close. No, we d- redid everything. Like I, we were like, we'll never use them again for that. Yeah. But a, a funny thing is, is most of our keywords, our backend keywords were in Spanish. Remember? And they didn't even we're, make sense. And Amazon did. kept rejecting them. Like <laughs> it was like, this is not an optimized listing. And we're like, what the hell? Like it was like right. weird stuff. But we're like, but we will use them for photography because these pictures are amazing. We did say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and we're currently. And, and they're actually making a couple of new pictures for us as we speak. Um, but it's funny because I actually, somebody asked me who our photographer was and I told them and I was like, yeah, we really like them. And it's funny because I also tell somebody messaged me on Facebook and asked me about our, our photographer for Amazon. Mm-hmm. Are you going to write them back? I will. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, which is funny because I, I was like, yeah, they're great. Like go check them out. Which even with our recruiter, cause I was like, she's awesome. She's fun. And she's a bulldog and she going to get you jobs. Like, you know, because again, she's the director of radiology. Oh, she's big time. Yeah. Like, big time. She's the boss. Like, yeah, so again, we didn't know we were recommending a shit recruiter. We and I didn't, wasn't okay, shit. You know what I mean? Like, Babe. like bitch took our money. Okay, let's be real. But we right. liked her. I would never refer her to another traveler. No, she's retired now. But so she's fantastic as a person. As a person to have a martini with. Yes. Um, and then same thing with with this company, right? I was, because I was like, wow, like they did such a great job. So then that's kind of what happens too. Is like. People don't understand, or they don't understand how things work, or what is good and what is not, and so they they refer. Like I had a great experience. Do this, do this, and, and like that's how things kind of get rolling, right? Like you know, where you see people in like Facebook groups, they're like work with my recruiter, they're amazing, but like who are they? Okay, even talking about this is a fun scenic route that I feel like will bring it together, and it's a fun story. What happens every contract? You and I, if, if we're not working together in the same spot or even in our own departments, right? We go in and we ask people, random people who we don't know from Adam, and we say, where are the best restaurants? Like, we're big foodies. Like, we love, like, food experiences. So, where's some good restaurants? And people will start rattling off things mm-hmm. that you, um, you haven't heard of. I say that because there has been times where people have said like, 
man, there's this place like to get a sub. It's called like Quiznos. Oh my god! And I'm yeah. just like, are you freaking kidding me? Did you just refer me to Quiznos? Like, then eh, you know you can gone. Like they, they're out. Cross off the they're list. They're out. I don't care what they yeah. say. They're out. Yes. Like whatever it is. Like there's this great seafood place, like Long John Silver's, Red Lobster, R- R- Red Lobster. Like you're just like, holy crap. Although I do love Red Lobster with the cheddar biscuits. Only the cheddar biscuits. Right. But what I'm saying is, is what do we do? There's people that will say something about a restaurant we've never heard of before. We'll look online. We'll see what kind of food it is. Then we will go there. And if we love the experience, we love the food, then that person gets another chance. They become credible. They become credible to an extent. But we always say they've had two that we've absolutely loved. They're our go-to person. So that's an interesting concept. If you play that towards anything else, right? Like you still don't know. We don't know if those restaurants are good, but we're big foodies. Yeah. So even as much research as we've done, you still can't tell if it's a really good experience that we look for. So with that being said, you can only go and experiment to see if that person is valid, right? And if they give you two or three experiences that they like that you go and you're like this yeah. is life changing like Christy who I work with now has knocked every yeah, one of them out of the park. Yeah, she's been amazing. Right? Right. Exactly. Do you see what I'm getting at here yeah. how they're connected? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like we're not at fault for trying these things, for trying this company, for trying this recruiter, but the thing is is you get to a point where you should have multiple situations that you're still trying to learn and grow as they're telling you and not just putting all of your trust into that basket. Hundred percent, yeah. So I'm working through the weeds now as we go through this. And now it's like it's so easy. I mean, back to like traveling, which you just went on like a total tangent. But now it's like so easy because the number one question people always ask me is like, "What company? What company? What company? What com?" And again, I get it because I did the same thing. But now I just say, "Go to Nomadicare." Like correct. And it's it makes it so easy because. I don't say any, like, I never say anything else. I'm like, just go to Nomadicare and you're going to be in good hands. If, if I was a brand new traveler, that is what I would do. And like, 100%. it makes my job so much easier. And I encourage other people to, to yeah. do that too. Okay. <laughs> let's keep moving. So basically we were like, awesome pictures, awesome video. We love you. We love you. We love you. And then, so we started with our new business coach, who is an e-commerce expert, uh, Amazon expert, a brand builder. Like, she's helped build seven-figure businesses. Like, she knows her shit. So well, some of her coaching clients, like, The Rock will use their products, and the Kardashians will use their products. Like, she she's knows, a big deal. She's a big, big deal. She understands how it works. Yes. And she's a straight shooter, and she really just kind of gets to the point of, like, what what do we need to do to, like, make this better, right? Because she's like, you guys have an incredible product that you created that is solving a problem that is an incredible quality, all of this. But if people don't understand what your product is, because there's nothing else like it. So if they don't understand why they need it or what this does, then they're not going to buy it, right? Like you can't have people trying to figure it out. It needs to be very just in their face, this is what this backpack does, and this is why it's perfect for you, right? Very clean, very clear. Right, but you also say that from a simplicity point of view because because I'm it, trying to keep this simple. I understand like, we that. don't need to go round and round and like all like in the nitty gritty details. I think it's kind of the point of it all, I right? Agree. Okay. It's not the the like all the nuance because we could go on and on. The point is, she's walking through our listing, okay. <laughs> And the first time, the first time we get on the phone with her. And she's never seen our she's listing She's never before. seen our listing. You know, we're telling her about our product and she is looking at the first images, which the first image is the most important thing because on Amazon, again, people are clicking on an image, right? They're, they're, they're or they're clicking. scrolling through a, li- a bunch of listings and that first image is what has to grab somebody. Yeah, it's the most important thing. Right. So she's like... From this image, I, I can't even tell what this product is. Like, it looks like a normal backpack. Like, what's special about this backpack? It doesn't tell tell me the story, right? And then she was, like, going through all of our images. And she's like, yeah, I can kind of see what they were trying to do here. But, like, this doesn't paint the picture of 
what this backpack does and how it can benefit people in like a visual way that's like easy to digest and very simple to understand. Like you're going through an airport, you're taking out your passport, a human is wearing your backpack, taking out your passport. Like, you know, they're on the airplane, putting it underneath the seat. They're on a hike, you know, whatever. And she's going through all of our images with us and basically saying that these do not tell the picture. And this is why you're... Tell the story. Or tell the story of what the backpack does and why they need it and why we're getting a lot of clicks on the product, but not necessarily conversion of where people are buying it because they're confused because the pictures aren't telling the story. Which was so funny because we thought these are the best pictures we've ever seen. And until she not just said, it's not like she was like, oh, these pictures suck, right? Like she walked us through her thought process and gave us examples of other products that told the story from a visual way right up front. So you're able to see, wow, this is what this product does. This is why I want it in the cart buy. And it really opened our eyes to be like, wow, like we had no idea because you only know what you know. And we didn't, we didn't think about it from that Amazon shopper perspective. And we thought they had done this great job. And after she went through it with us, we were like, wow, like we have to completely redo every single image to tell the story of our backpack. Right. And I I do want to argue one point that you just made like that we never looked at it from the amazon customer point of view that is a hindsight statement because we were looking at it from an amazon customer point of view the problem is is you and i not knowing felt like we had to say it's a 35 liter backpack it's this it's that it's this it's that so like our images were like super crowded with a lot of different statements, a lot of different like text where people aren't going to read it. But I think the most simplified thing is she really locked into what you and I were saying from the beginning. Let's really focus on the fact that this is a passport travel wallet built in, a two-in-one built into a backpack. The backpack is on the back burner. Let's focus on this airport bag, what you do in the airport, the passport wallet, and let's really nail that. Which... That's all we would have needed is for somebody to say, if you focus on that, people are going to get it. We did not think that if we focused on that, people would understand it's a backpack. They would have a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't want to buy it. But because she streamlined that thought process and honed in and got very micro with our vision, then it's like, oh my God, that makes total sense. Yes. And she reaffirmed and it kind of circling it all the way back right from the beginning of like she reaffirmed what you already knew and what I already knew Mm -hmm. we knew we wanted to go into the side door of it being a passport wallet and the backpack was yes it's a part of it right but like the side door is the passport travel wallet because travel backpacks are super saturated but we can really make a mark in this whole travel wallet passport because that's what it is exactly that is what it is and and so we had been thinking that but the experts that we were talking to kept saying you know nobody if, if they're searching for a passport wallet and they're not looking to buy a backpack So your product is a backpack and you need to focus on that. And like, we were kind of like, oh, like we didn't agree, but we also were like, but they know, they know, they know what they're doing. They're experts in this. So let's trust them and let them kind of do help, you know, whatever. And in the end, we should have listened to our gut because we know our product better than anybody. Like Mm -hmm. we created it, we built it, like we know what it's for. And but we were just thinking when it comes to Amazon and the algorithm and keywords, they probably they know what's better for f- being found on Amazon, and Correct. that's where we gave up the the or we gave over the trust. When now the coach that we're working with totally is on the same page of our original vision, where she's like, we need to be going after this category and build the backpack around this because it, that's what differentiates it, and there's nothing else on the market. Like this, and you can manipulate or mani- monopolize. <laughs> what would it manipulate? Monopulate. Monopulate. Monopolize. So it's a difference between monop- monopoly and manipulate. Monopolize this entire 
you know, category. And it was like kind of that confirmation that we were like, gosh, yes, like we feel the same way. And I wish we would have listened to our guts back then when that's what we felt. But we also, again, didn't have that confidence because we were going into something new that we really didn't know that much about. And so we gave that trust over to other people who steered us in the wrong direction. And now we have to kind of rebuild this entire uh, site, essentially. We do. And, and it's not really, but No, it's, it's fine-tuning yeah, to exactly. a great right. extent. But I will say, just to kind of wrap up this whole thing, right? Almost like high-level summary. Okay. What I've learned from this and just speaking to you about this back and forth is I will always say that there was a little bit of me back in St. Louis that I was like, I want to do this on my own. I want to not spend as much money as possible. I want to be frugal with this, but I want to do a good job. So I'm not going to be skimping. I say that because I am a firm believer of getting a mentor, hiring a coach Anytime you're doing something new, and I will say, if it's even, if it has a higher value and more of a risk, I say there is a no doubt you hire a coach. Mm -hmm. Period. End of story. Like, especially when you're high value, putting an investment and going for like something big, hiring a coach is without a doubt, no matter what you're doing. I mean, even if you're like weightlifting, right? And you want to go to weightlifting competitions and win, hire a freaking coach. Like, I don't care if you are the master of weightlifting. There's people that have been there before. So hire a coach that's been in weightlifting competitions, right? Like really focus on that because that's something that I will not skimp from here on out. And if we would have, I, and I 100% agree with you because that person, even if it's like a traveler, right? Like somebody who's gone ahead of you can really shorten the learning curve for you and make a smoother ride so that you don't have to have such a bumpy ride to get to where you're going. Like learn from the people who've gone before you. They have insight, they have tips, they have tools, they have tricks, they have advice, right? There's so much value in that. And if we would have hired her in the very beginning, we would be in a completely different place than we are now. Like, you know, but again, we didn't, we didn't because that's just not where we were at the time. And we didn't even know her. Right. So go ahead. So here's my flip side to that, right? Yes. I'm saying hire a coach for anything that you want to do. Find a mentor, buy a course, a, a course is a coach, right? Yeah. Like depending. Right. But here's the thing. How do you know if that coach is valid? Because I would have hired that first company because I considered them our coaches in this, but they didn't do a good job. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. There was a lot of everything that Kim and I had learned on our own. There was gut reactions saying, I don't know if they're on board with this. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're at the level that we want them to be or that this is going in a positive direction. Or if they get it. Or if they get it. Mm -hmm. But we didn't trust ourselves enough. And that's what I'm trying to learn to grow from. But what I'll say is like, do enough research on your own. But don't bury yourself in a bunch of different topics. Because you want to know a base level to tell if this coach is saying the right thing. Or this traveler that you've contacted is saying the right thing. Because if you've learned the basics of like things to learn in the healthcare industry. You've gone on YouTube and you've looked at... Facebook groups and you've gathered some information and you've seen these topics being said regularly by different people, it lets you know that that's pretty much going to be like standard, right? They're on the same path. They're not saying different things. But if you jump on a phone with a traveler and they're like, oh, listen, don't worry about what all those people are saying. All you have to do is be 50 miles away from your house yeah, and mean, you can blah, blah, yeah. blah. What I'm getting at, it allows you to validate whether this person is worth working for or you're just going to be going down a bad path with them. So it's the only way to really tell as long as you have some baseline knowledge of what it is that you're learning. So that you know that that coach is guiding you in the right direction. Because our new coach is bringing up things on the screen that we understand now. And we're like, oh my god, that makes total sense. Yeah, like we're, we're speaking the same language. But then at the same time, it's like, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. But it's also, 
I mean, I did a lot of research and, and I still didn't feel confident enough to say that they, I didn't like the direction they were going. So, right. you I'm, know what it's, I mean? It's not an end all be all. I'm just right. saying like, these are steps to take, right? Because you just don't know. Sometimes it's just, you got to run the course right? until you realize, God, that's okay. Like we need to go in a different direction, but what we've learned is going to strengthen us for the next person. Right. But we knew enough to say, stop, let's hire another business coach. Something was pulling us in that direction. Yeah. And I think that's like the biggest things is the point is that always know that you only know what you know, right? At the time, in this moment. And to always be learning, always be growing, always be asking questions. And when you learn something new, take what you've learned, apply it to the next thing. And don't waste time beating yourself up that you didn't know it back then when you made the mistake. Like, huge, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then... Also knowing that confidence comes from experience, right? The more you do something, the more confident you become. Now moving forward, we have way more confidence and know, feel more clear and more focused about what we want uh, and the direction we're going, right? But we didn't start that way. No. You know, but we're feeling that now because of the direction we're getting from our coach, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the last thing is listening to your gut because always and we always talk about this in every situation because even though you know we still continued on with them because we we were like well they know better than us when it comes to this specific area our our intuition was telling us it wasn't clicking it wasn't kind of working and always listen to that because it's never wrong ever like it really isn't in any situation or case so listening to that so even if you're talking to somebody on the phone a recruiter or an interview for a job or whatever and you're you're getting that feeling and you're not really sure why you're getting it just trust that like take a step back think about it and usually there's always something there that it's just not clicking or it's not in alignment with um how, what you want or how you feel or what's right for you in that moment. So I think those are all kind of like takeaways and moving forward. What did you move moving, learn moving forward? Well, that's what I was going to uh, thank you for. Cause I, I was going to say like, what I've realized is my biggest tool. Hindsight can be so tough to deal with because obviously hindsight, Oh my God, we could have done this. But what I'll say about hindsight being your biggest tool is to grow the muscle of trusting your gut because I can feel that feeling that I felt when I was like feeling that we should have went in this direction and I can feel it. Like Mm -hmm. I I knew it, but I didn't have the language to explain it good enough to sell it. So therefore I know what that feels like. So now I know circa one year down the road, I was actually right. So what did that feel like? How intense was that feeling? And if I ever feel that again, I'm going to pause and rethink the whole thing before I make any moves. Yeah. Especially when it comes down to money, finances, going in a direction with our business. I know what that feeling feels like. I can almost recreate it in my gut right now so that I know when that happens, that's that feeling. I was right a year down the road when I had that feeling. I need to take a step back. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I might not move forward, but I will be taking a step back instead of, like silencing that feeling because I don't have enough information to verify it. That's what I'll do from moving forward is just understand that feeling, take a step back, have a deeper conversation with more people and then make a better educated decision. Yeah. I think that's a great tip. I think that's a great thing to leave with. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that was, I think that was great. Hopefully this was helpful in some way. Yeah. Um, and also just knowing that, you know, you're always, you're always going to be learning and growing too. Like it's, you're always going to be improving and fixing things and doing things differently and trying something new. And, and like, that's just part, like you don't just do something once and then it's like, this is perfect forever. Like, you know, we can do our listing now and we love it. And a year from now we might be like, ah, you know what? Like, no, we want to kind of change this and, and do this, whatever. And it's like, you're just learning and growing every day and then making decisions based off the knowledge you have at the time. Right. You know, and it doesn't matter what anybody else knows or what anybody else sees because like relating back to healthcare traveling, like 
you could be talking to another traveler and be like, yeah, I knew that. And you're like, well, I didn't. And that is not to make you feel, well, I'm saying this because you don't need to feel stupid or silly or ignorant or whatever it is that you fill in those words. You didn't know. And the thing is, is if you don't know, you don't have the language and or the questions to ask to gain that information. So making these mistakes sometimes is your best thing because there are no such thing as mistakes in my opinion. You're always learning and growing from it. So allow the mistakes to happen. Just try to minimize the damage. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think it's perfect. So if you like this episode, leave it a review over on Apple Podcasts. That would be awesome. You can check out our Course Traveler School. You can check out our backpack. All those links are in the show notes. Super easy. And also, if you if you made it this far um, and you want to come on a trip with us to Peru, we're going to have more deets on that coming up. But there's um, an interest list that you can join and we will be sending the informa- all the details, whatever, to that list. So check out all the things and we'll see you next week. In the meantime, come hang out with us on Instagram, Kim and Aaron G. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.